0: I'm R.J. Bell with the sports betting headlines for Thursday. $3.5 million bet placed by Mattress Mac. Yes, a mattress guru, maven. The odds, though, plus three and a half on Tampa Bay, minus 127 It doesn't seem like the best odds available. We've got an inside exclusive. They actually are if you consider some factors that have yet to be made public. We'll do that to start the show. Looks like Antonio Brown is going to play. Over-under is now available for his yards. Over-under, 41 receiving yards for Brown. Daily update of the market on the Super Bowl. Line is still three. A little bit extra juice towards Kansas City. But here's the thing. The Kansas City betters that are sharpest... Well, say it like this: the books that are sharpest have the total a little lower, minus three, minus one ten, the square books a little higher, which is telling us the sharp books don't want any more Tampa money. Here comes a four hour of the Vegas truth covering all that and more.
1: You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. This is straight out of Vegas with the voice of Vegas. Your host, RJ Bell.
0: You heard it. I'm RJ live on a Thursday, live in Las Vegas, live on 225 FSR stations across this great, great nation. In studio, some would say a great. Oh, that's not. Whoa. Sort of, wait, whoa, <laughs> whoa. Hey, everyone, why are you acting like that? Love Fazek. Okay. Oh, Steve Fazek. <laughs> Sports betters listen for the money. Sports fans to know more than their bodies. Boy, big story. Three and a half million dollar bet. We're going to get right to that. Now, we're the pros. He's the Joe in L.A., Jonas Knox.
2: Always good to be here, RJ. And yes, on a day in which we are counting down just two more days to preview Super Bowl 55, and we've got big bets coming in. What is the Vegas lead here on this Thursday?
0: Yeah, I think this three and a half million dollar bet, not only is it on the tip of everyone's tongue, but we really have an exclusive for the show, pregame.com on why it's the best odds, the fellow Mattress Mac could have gotten.
2: Yeah, it was big bucks bet on the bucks, RJ. Mattress Mac, a furniture store owner in Houston. He's known for making big bets on major sporting events. He placed a $3.46 million bet on the bucks, plus three and a half. That was placed earlier today.
0: Okay, so plus three and a half, yes, minus 127. So as most of you know, is when you bet a spread, there's also a lay price. Typically, it's minus 110, minus 110, no matter which side you take. So plus three and a half, minus 110, minus three and a half, minus 110. And that 20 cent straddle is what they call is the bookie's vig, all right? his vigorous, his commission. Now, we've often talked about Where three and a half to three is such a big jump for football. They don't like to make it all at once. They'd rather have the money line be adjusted. Well, minus three and a half, or plus three and a half minus 127 is pretty much the same as plus three minus 110. It's right in that range, almost 20 cents. So really, we're thinking wait a minute, this guy is making a gigantic bet. In general, you're supposed to get favorable terms. Right? You always hear you make it up in volume. You get a volume a discount. Well, how many little $20 betters are going to walk in? How many Barneys at the bar does it take to make $3.5 <laughs> More than a few. So why wouldn't he get, why wouldn't Mattress Mac get a preferable preferential price? And I wasn't sure about it. Steve Fezzik, though, on the case. Is he a journalist? I don't think so, by the technical definition. But you've got some inside info on this.
1: Yeah, so I got connections, and I know that Anthony... <laughs> oh, oh, I got
0: connections. <laughs> Go
1: ahead. Well, I know Anthony Curtis, who's local here in Las Vegas, has advised Mattress Mac in the past. And Mattress Mac has come out to Vegas, made bets based upon some recommendations Anthony has given him.
0: Now, let's be clear historically, these have been hedging opportunities or hedging situations in that Mattress Mac in that Houston area has had a lot of, um, uh, let's say, promotions in which, and correct me if I'm wrong on this, it'd be something like you buy a mattress for me, and if the Houston Astros win the title or if X or Y happens, you get this, and it's like a nice reward. It's almost like you got a ticket, a sportsbook ticket, And the theory is, if it doesn't happen, well, Mattress Mac had that promotion for free, effectively. If it does come close to happening, at some point before it happens, he can hedge himself out. So let's say it's a one in four chance of it happening at some point. He could say, okay, I'm going to bet a quarter of my amount on it. And now I've guaranteed no matter what happens, I'm fine. So it only costs him a quarter rather than 100%. Though, in theory, if he doesn't hedge at all and it doesn't happen, he doesn't lose anything. But just like insurance, typically, let's say NCAA tournament, they have a billion dollars if you have a perfect bracket. Mm -hmm. Even though that's very unlikely, those companies typically will take out insurance on it and pay a small amount of money to make sure they don't get crushed if it happens. This is an official insurance, but by hedging, you're creating where you pay a percentage of it and you guarantee you don't get crushed. That, that would be what Mattress Mac has done generally. Would you agree? Yes,
1: and that's what he's doing here. He does have liability if the Bucks win the Super Bowl. So he had
0: some promotion that gave him liability if the Bucks win. So his theory is, I bet the Bucks. And if they win, I take the winnings from the bat and pay out my liability. Exactly.
1: Yes. And so, he had to make a decision whether to play the money line, to, which would uh, completely protect himself, or get greedy and essentially play for the middle and take the points.
0: Because now, if Tampa... Yeah. So, let's think about this. So, his bill comes, Mattress Mac, if Tampa Bay wins. Correct? That's when he yes. owes. Yes. So, it makes sense. In theory, you would say... Okay, bet Tampa Bay on the money line, get plus money, and you can bet less than the bill. So I don't know what the bill is. Has that been published? What what his no. exposure is? So let's say it's three and a half million. What's the current money line price on Tampa Bay Bucks? Get right around plus one forty five. So plus one forty five. So the theory is whatever amount you'd have to bet to get. Plus one forty-five that to make three and a half million should be less than three and a half million. We could figure it out with a calculator real quick. That you know two point five million, whatever that amount would be, be-,
1: be. right about risk two million to win two point nine because he's going to win two point seven on this wager. Okay. He's risking three point four six to you win two point seven. Got any more numbers for
0: us? <laughs> Hit us for the few. Go two, four, six, eight. Who do you appreciate? Okay, so some amount would get him less than the three point four million. Yes. Okay. He's saying no. I, I don't want to do that. What he's saying is, I'm going to take the normal lay price, in this case, even more, minus 127, but now I got a chance to make money. Because if if Tampa... And go ahead, explain that.
1: Yeah, so if Tampa happens to lose by one, two, or three, well, now Mattress Mac is not on the hook for any promotions, because Tampa didn't win the Super Bowl, but yet he still cashes his plus three and a half ticket that he's placing to cover that liability.
0: OK, now that's very interesting. I don't see how it makes this price the right number, though. So that that's I, I get that there can be a debate between should he play the money line and correlate his exposure to the bet exactly, or he could do it this way and have that corridor, one, two, or three, in which he would not have the liability but still win. But still, when someone just bet plus 3.5 minus 115 for big money, why is he betting plus 3.5, minus 127? Because DraftKings
1: has a VIP program that, for the biggest bettors, has incentives and bonuses that are substantial. I don't have the exact details. Those aren't disclosed.
0: You're further reporting as you continue that.
1: Yes. And because of that, essentially, he's not... If you figure in the, the value of that, he's play, betting plus 3.5 at about minus 105 instead of minus 127, if you factored in the value of all these incentives.
0: Now, this is a subtle point, but but... but it's an important one. And if you're a small better or a big better, you know, let's ask Jonas. We're straight out of Vegas. You come to Vegas occasionally, not a ton, especially during COVID. But before that, in the five years prior COVID, how many times did you come to Vegas?
2: Oh, in my life? Uh, Uh, In the five years prior. Oh, I would say a handful.
0: All right. So less than once a year, but about once a year. Okay. Yeah. Did Now, you like to play. You didn't go crazy. did you? No. Would you get a player's card, for example, and when you played something, you would ha- give the card to them?
2: I, I had one way back in the day. It was an Excalibur. I think I got it an Excalibur, but I, I lost that in my luggage at some point during <laughs> a, 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 just a drunken rampage, so I have no idea what happened to it.
0: All right. So, for most people that play consistently, they love the player's card, and yeah. with locals especially, they love it. And the Stations Casino here in town, they've got many... Uh, properties, they are big and locals, they have things like between four and six, you get double points and on the third Sunday, we give away a car and they create a culture. I mean, I know a guy who moved, you know, a guy that was an accountant, moved to Vegas when he retired he used to, his whole week's schedule was planned on drawings, <laughs> free coffee. I mean, Vegas is an underappreciated retirement destination. Because if you want to just hang and eat buffets and drink coffee, you can do it pretty much for free, <laughs> right? If you're older and you're willing to go wherever the bonuses take you. And Anthony Curtis is a guy his entire business model has been the Las Vegas advisor. He'll tell you where the best bonuses are. So it seems to be Mattress Mac here really made a good decision to say, let's go to a guy who understands these bonuses totally, and how can we make it at this scale, at $3.5 million, where I get this percentage here, and this percentage here, and this back here, to then price it and say, yeah, we're laying 127 but when you consider all the things we're getting on top of the bat— it actually discounts it down to what you think is minus one oh five. Yes. Now that's even better then, because remember the guy that bet the two million, it was plus three and a half, minus one fifteen. So you're saying with these bonuses and such, he's brought the effective cost down to minus one oh five. That's right. That's interesting. You know, if you want to do a little research and reading, usually when the casinos get took where there's like a big forty million dollar win. There's two scenarios. One is there's cheating going on. And you'll see that with roulette. You'll see that at different times, there's just a a bad wheel in. Phil Ivey had, and we can debate if it was cheating or not, there's a concept called edge sorting. And edge sorting is, in certain types of cards, if you look at them a certain way the way that the back of the card looks can tell you what's the front of the card. So it's almost like marked cards, but they're not actually marked. It takes years to learn how to edge sort. And there's a big story about an Asian lady who was getting killed by the casinos where she was just getting beat and beat and beat. she spent a couple years learning to edge sort. Then she got with Phil Ivy, and they went and made about $30 million in multiple casinos, but then when the casinos figured out what they were doing, they sued to get the money back. And it's been in multiple—you know, the Supreme Court of England, whatever that's called— jerseys against them. So you're familiar with this case, right? Yeah,
1: they turned all the eights and nines in the deck upside down. So whenever they saw an upside down (laughs) card coming, they're like, that's an eight or a nine. And they
0: were playing a back rack, correct? Right,
1: so they bet on player because they knew they were going to get an eight or nine.
0: So usually (laughs) it's a type of either cheating or, in this case, the casinos knew what they were doing. They just didn't know how effective it could be. They let them do it. And that's where the debate is, right? Was it cheating? Was it cheating? Okay, but the other thing, the other thing is the idea that the casinos don't properly calculate the bonuses and the rewards and the pay and the uh, what's it called when you get paid? Uh, rebates. Like, rebates. In re, thank you. And rebates. And there's a guy in Jersey that took Atlantic City really, really significantly because he took Atlantic City because the, he was playing blackjack. And he was playing really well, but he was still, in theory, negative EV. But because of the rebates and discounts and everything, he actually was positive EV. I mean, imagine if I say I'm minus 5%, but I'm getting 7% back in rebates. Well, in theory, I'm positive EV. And that guy took, I don't remember his name, it might be Johnson or some. but this is out there, blackjack rebates. Is he ended up? Oh, you know the guy.
1: Yeah, I know that he would go in and lose ten million at one place. He'd win nine million in the other. Wait, he's down a million, but he'd get a twenty percent rebate on the ten million dollar loss, and so he'd be <laughs> net plus one million instead of
0: down a million. And what ends up happening is the casinos are so competitive trying to get these big whales, they usually are very, you know, the whale says, I want fried chicken. They said, no problem. I want steak. No problem. I want this. No problem. I want these girls. Oh, well, maybe No, talk to this guy. But they were saying yes so much when a guy gives them an offer that seems OK, they're probably too quick to give it to them and they end up making a bunch of money. Wouldn't it be great if there's a way that, with an insurance company, you could get them to give you rebates enough? for it's like, you know, like you're making a... T- you know, I mean, Farmers gives you a great deal, but I don't think they're going to sue us to you know, get it back. But like the casinos do. You would think the casinos would accept they got took and just kind of say, hey, we take a... L-. No, Mm-mm. they'll take you through court forever on that case.
2: On the uh, Bucks plus three and a half. So he paid minus 127 and the line was uh, Tampa Bay plus three and a half. Mattress Mac did from Houston. If you wanted to buy that half point, if you went to a casino right now, that's only offering it at plus three, Tampa plus three, but you wanted them at plus three and a half. What would the line be and how much VIG would you have to pay on that right now?
0: Great question. So the true price is about 20 cents, if not a little less. With the casinos' charge, they never are going to give it to you at a fair price. So typically, we're looking at twenty-five cents, maybe thirty cents.
1: Yeah, twenty-five to thirty is pretty much industry industry standard. All of it too much.
0: So that's a great example. Let's say it's minus one ten, and you could get plus three. The normal flat minus one ten. You want to go to three and a half, which you would with Tampa, right? You'd buy the half point yeah. on the dog. You would then, if it was 20, lay minus 130, plus three and a half, minus 130. But chances are they charge you at least 25, so minus 135. So in general, you could probably get plus three and a half, minus 135, which means minus 127 is even better, even yeah. without the rebates or whatever. But remember, there's other casinos that's a beauty, like a gas station or some across the street. That, what, you could get plus three and a half, minus 115. Is that still the line? At it the, is still the line at the MGM. So that was what every other show—well, probably half the shows are going, oh, my God, three and a half million. Ah, we're a sports betting show. Okay, so forget those for a second. Then there's people saying, wow, three and a half million, that's a lot. Wonder why— He laid 127 instead of 115 at the Mirage. Because I see right here on my screen, it says, you know, MGM Mirage has minus or plus three and a half, minus 115. That guy must be dumb. But Steve Fezzik, only on Straight Out of Vegas, says, oh no, I know the guy who advised Mattress Mac. And here's what's really happening Anthony Curtis. And we see effectively he got a better price than the guy at minus 115, plus three and a half at the MGM. Pretty strong. What do you think of that, Jonas? Uh,
2: I, uh, that's very interesting. I didn't think about it in that much depth as far as just sort of the reasoning behind certain prices. But, you know, the player's card and all that stuff brought back a lot of memories for me when I was about 21, 22. So.
0: <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and that's the thing to think about, Fez. Like one of the things that there's uh, a community called Advantage Players. Um, Explain an advantage player at the casino
1: level. So, an advantage player is someone who actually has the edge against the casino. It can be in poker. It can be in video poker, oftentimes taking advantage of promotions, and certainly blackjack card counters.
0: So, there's whole communities that will travel around the country. Let's say, I mean, this sounds crazy, Jonas, but consider, there'll be a time that in Iowa, they're opening a new casino. And in uh, Keno... They're offering a special two-for-one, double payout, whatever. Keno's a game that, in general, is is almost impossible to beat. It's a real square game. But in this one situation for these two weeks, if they have teams of people playing, they're going to be able to beat it. And literally, they'll descend like... A dozen of these people will show up and you know be dressed so they look local or whatever, and just be grinding out and make money and just disappear again like locuses. Is that fair to say? Yeah, I used to be
1: part of a group, uh, BJ.21, and they had what they called a black chip group that was like a private um, group of advantage players. That would all they would do is let each other know about these advantage plays, Oftentimes, like you said, in the middle of nowhere, where you're making
0: $300 an hour on promotions. Think about this. How much do you hate working a straight job? I mean, you're in a motel <laughs> in Iowa, and it's 1.30 in the morning, you're staring at the ceiling, and you're thinking, at least I don't have to work. <laughs> I'm not sure that's worth it. Would you say, in general, that the, the crowd there didn't want to work? Uh, freaks and geeks, yes. And as they say, and this is one of the great sayings in Vegas, it's a hard way to make an easy living. <laughs> All right, when we come back... We're going to get back into the football side of things. I believe the following. Tampa Bay would be the best team in the NFL if it were 2005. Kansas City is the best team in 2021. We'll explain.
2: He's RJ Bell. I'm Jonas Knox. This is the pregame show you've always wanted right here on Fox Sports Radio. Be sure to catch live editions of Straight out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3
1: p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. I disagree
0: with intervention. I disagree with protocol. If you speak out of I'm RJ Bell. We are straight out of Vegas.
2: And I'm Jonas Knox, voice of You, the fan. Coming up here in just a couple of moments, we will take a look at a preview Tampa versus Kansas City for Super Bowl 55, as only straight out of Vegas can.
0: You might think this is a Zen like question, but can there be two greatest of all time? We'll answer that in just a minute. This is the fastest growing show on Fox Sports Radio. Audiences doubled in the last year plus. Thank you so much for the support. We're going to keep working extra hard to deliver for you through the Super Bowl and beyond. You can listen on the iHeartRadio app right here in Las Vegas on the Strip. 60 degrees, the neon is pumping.
2: So, RJ, as we've been doing all week, we are previewing Super Bowl 55 in Tampa between the Bucks and the Chiefs. And the line is standing pat right now. It is Kansas City minus three on pregame.com.
0: Okay, so now, as we talked about, three is worth 20 cents or so. It may be less. Recent years tell us it's less, but we don't have enough data to know. And why would it be less? Why would three be worth less? It's because it'd be less common of an outcome because there's more missed extra points, more two-point conversion attempts, more just non-standard plays, at least from the past perspective. But 20 cents is probably a good starting point to guess. And thus, if you're taking or laying three and a half, taking or laying three... You got to consider that VIG, right? We've gone over that, and that's important. But I also think it's important to say as you look at the screen, and one of the things Fazik does best, and he joins us, is he reads the screen. And Faz, what you're seeing is there's a certain type of book that seems to be generous to one of the teams. And a certain type of book that's being generous to the other team. What does that tell us about this game? The Sharp books want you to bet on Kansas City. All right. So Sharp means they are they've got sophisticated operators and they are willing to take sophisticated batters. A guy, a place that would be okay with Fezzik betting there would be a sharp book.
1: Exactly right. And those books are letting me play Kansas City, not just in minus three. But it reduced VIG at minus three right now.
0: So, if you only looked at those books, you would say the line is closer to two and a half than three and a half.
1: Well, I'd say it's right around three. Well, because that's, it's not, redu- that's
0: not correct. Because they're,
1: they're reduced it's not VIG correct. prices.
0: It's not correct. If it's minus 105, how can it be flat? Because
1: like, Pinnacle is minus three, lay 107. Okay. So- and plus three, minus 103 right now.
0: Okay then when you said that it's at reduced juice you're incorrect it's the normal juice for them if anything it's 2 cents extra towards the favor yes
1: but it's much but it's compared to the marketplace but it's much lower than anybody else
0: yeah, that's incorrect. I'm I'm not sure if I'm going to let you finish this. Is In general, if a place, is like Matchbook has like three-cent lines. Right? So if they have a line that's at 108, let's say, that's actually going to be towards the favor, but you're going to say, oh, it's less in the market. Don't you see how that contradicts itself? I, I, I do say. A matchbook is minus three, lay 103 right now. Okay. Well, I'll let you finish. Go ahead. Just say what you want to say. Well,
1: Seriously. Matt match, Just finish your point. Matt Matchbook is a minus three lay one oh three. You can bet plus three plus one oh one. So the matchbook is essentially dealing this game at three point oh five, which is lower than what the overall market is dealing at around three point one five.
0: Anything else? That's it. We're straight out of Vegas. I'm RJ Bow. So what we should talk about now is The market is, I'm not sure, so I'm not even sure what the conclusion, so what's your conclusion? Conclusion is that the sharp books think Tampa Bay is the right side. They think Tampa, yeah. So, but we knew that when when I said it, but all the other talk was, what was the conclusion of that? When you said it was less than the market and then it was minus 108 instead of, what was all that about? Doesn't matter. It seems like it doesn't matter, but what I'm saying is, what was the intent of you saying it? That the sharp books want you to bet Kansas City. But no, that's what you said at the beginning. What was all the other stuff? Doesn't matter. I know, but why did you say it? Like that's I'm saying, what were you trying to get at? Like let's just slow it down because there must have been a point. Like it felt like it was clumsy to me, and I was trying to get past. Mm-hmm. But you were insistent. So what was the point? Well, I'm, you I'm just asking. because you had said that. Oh, well, they're dealing closer to two and a half. So, so that's that what really- you. No, what you said was that it was less than market.
1: And I misspoke. So it's it 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 is it has always stayed above
0: three, so I misspoke. All right. So it's fair well, I know that, but you kept going yeah, with it. I'm and, with you. Okay. All right. Jonas. It, the thing from yesterday I thought that was really compelling was the idea that Tampa Bay in so many ways seemed to have such an advantage in this game that it, in a way it's kind of like we were trying to understand why Kansas City is even favored. And people might say, well, obviously Kansas City is the better team. But it's like, well, wait a minute. Who has the better defense? And it was obviously Tampa Bay. right? They have the better defense. Well, who has the better offensive line? Well, obviously Tampa Bay, at least with the injury situation today. Who has the better playmakers? Well, you can debate it, but with Antonio Brown back and all the reality, you'd say maybe pretty much even. Okay, even. That's fine. All right. Well, what's left? Who has the better quarterback? Now, Tom Brady's the GOAT of all time, as in his performance over that career, but Tom Brady today isn't better than Mahomes, and you could make the case Mahomes heights, what he's done in the last year is as high as any quarterback's ever been. This is the GOAT of a given, let's say, calendar year. How much better is Mahomes than Brady today? And Fez, your theory was about three and a half points, correct? Exactly, yes. Mahomes better. But even if you adjust that, you're thinking, wait, the line's about three. And if Mahomes is about three and a half points better, but Tampa has the edge in everything else seemingly, or at least he's even or has the edge, well, why isn't the line pick them, let's say? Right. Right. And we thought about it. We talked about it on this show. We talked about it on the podcast after we did. And it dawns on me It's about that difference between 2021, today, and let's say 15 years ago, 2005 or so, is back then defense meant almost as much as offense. Football Outsiders has a ratio. They say there's about eight units of football, four for offense, three for defense, one for special teams. And that's always kind of been generally what people have felt. Now, do we really think that the defense is almost as important as the offense? If you look at the rankings... Mackenzie, throw up those numbers where we had the defensive rankings. We were looking at the final four teams in the conference you know, championship round. And if you look at the offense, the offense was pretty much like one, two, three, and five were the four final teams, right? <laughs> yes. And the defense was it looked like almost like random numbers. If, as in you're the one that said that. I thought it was right on point. If you look at the—and again, we're looking at DVOA, EPA, a lot of different stats. And right now, if you look at the defense, the defense for those final four teams was 13, 6, 18, and 10. So the four teams were ranked 13th, 8th, 18th, or uh, 13th, 6th, 18th, and 10th. That seems like about random numbers being pulled out.
1: <laughs> yeah, just— Average teams on so, defense.
0: So, obviously, offense is more important than defense today. Also, passing is more important than running, both defensively defending it and offensively doing it, gaining the yards. And if you look, isn't it interesting? Kansas City's edge is on offense, a quarterback over Tampa. Tampa's edge is defense over their defense. And all of a sudden, those edges aren't equal anymore. It's offense matters so much more. And oh, by the way, Tampa on defense is number one against the run. Number one. And not so great against the pass. Where Kansas City is horrible against the run, but okay against the pass. And you know what matters more? Passing.
1: So their passing defenses are not equal, but they're close. Tampa just a little bit better.
0: It's like 14th to 10th, but it's right. like hardly a difference. The real difference comes on running the ball or running against them. And you know what? It doesn't really matter anymore. What this season is telling us, what these stats are telling us, and I'm going to get Jonas's thought, is your ability to pass the ball and your ability to defend the pass is pretty much all that matters. And if you're great at those two things, or even good, you're going to be good or great. And if you're great at running the ball, huh, I don't know. You might make the playoffs, you might not. If you're great at defending the run, you might make the playoffs, you might not. But tell me the team that's great at passing that isn't a good team and tell me the team that's great at defending the pass that isn't a good team. The game has changed. Tampa Bay's being built, and this comes all the way to the coach. Bruce Arians is not a modern coach. He's not going through it on on fourth down. He's not running uh, or passing much on first down and second down like other teams. And even Andy Reid, though his age is similar to Arians, he's got a modern approach to the game, going forward on fourth, et cetera, et cetera. This is really... A tale of a 2005. If we went back in time and everyone played like they did in 2005, Tampa would be favored in this game. But it's correct that Kansas City is favored. What do you think, Jonas?
2: Yeah, it kind of reminds me a little bit of, remember when Charles Barkley was all over Golden State, when Golden State started this Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Splash Brothers movement, and and they sent those guys out there and they were shooting threes all game long. Charles Barkley said, yeah, it's not going to work in the postseason. Jump shooting teams can't win an NBA title. And they went on and had a dynasty. It's almost like we're seeing that in the NFL now to where the whole, you know, uh, you got to run the football and play good defense. And those are the teams that are going to be left standing at the end of that. That's all gone now. And we're having to adjust in the moment to what this new NFL is.
0: That's a brilliant point, because I think the analogy is super strong that you just made. But I also think the following for every new age, this is the new normal. A lot of them are wrong. Like the one I disagree with is the Kyler Murray question. Can a can, Or even the Kingsbury question. Can a guy that has like a 30% win percentage in the Big 12 against all teams but Kansas, that we could just move Kansas out, can he be an NFL coach? And people are saying, well, if he's great at offense, he can't. I don't know. Can Murray at five foot whatever, and it's less than five foot 11, I'll tell you that much. You I towered stood, over him, right? I, I stood beside him, and I'll tell you this. I don't think a guy like that is able to take the hits in last seven or eight years. And even seven or eight years isn't a long career. I hope—I don't have anything a i hope he does. But I think the danger, Jonas, is there's always the new generation wants to say there's new rules. Right. And oftentimes they're wrong. And to me, this feels like we finally have enough evidence— That passing, and maybe it's the rules changing, maybe it's whatever, but in today's NFL, if you play like it's 2005, I think you're at a disadvantage. But let's be candid. And I'm not saying I'm ahead of everyone on everything because there's a lot of different small podcasts and stuff that's talking about this. But on the national shows, on calling or whatever, you're not hearing a lot about how the whole, you heard about the Bills, they can't run the ball. It doesn't matter. And there's going to be an interesting transition in the next couple years as this reality becomes more and more obvious as as the shows start to adopt it. But right now, most of them aren't, and I think you got to be very careful of any analysis that doesn't acknowledge that. Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m.
1: Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific.
2: Straight Out of Vegas here on Fox Sports Radio. You can hang out with us as always on the iHeartRadio Radio app. I'm Jonas Snog's voice of you, the fan. He's the voice of Vegas, R.J. Bow.
0: Yeah, you know, we're a little more intense than hanging out, Jonas. You, you're <laughs> going to be en- engaged. You might be mad. You might be happy. <laughs> But you're not going to be neutral, at least. We'll try that. When we come back, last break, we're going to give you our prop best bet of the day and recap all the prop best bets so far this week so you can get caught up.
2: He's RJ Bell. I'm Jonas Knox. This is the pregame show you've always wanted right here on Fox Sports Radio.
0: Straight out of-
1: Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com.
0: R.J. Bell, we are straight out of Vegas. And I'm Jonas Knox, voice of you, the
2: fan. And R.J., it is a tradition here on Straight Out of Vegas. Every Super Bowl week, we give out a prop bet, best bet of the day leading up to the Super Bowl.
0: Yeah, and this week, remember, on Monday, we gave you the do's and don'ts. So we're only two in. So that means on Friday, we're going to have double best bet to make five. Um, on Monday... Or I guess Tuesday, our best bet was Tampa Bay to receive the ball, minus 150. What's the current market on that, Fez? Right at minus 155. So it's moving up, up, up. It is. You still like it at one? Well, yeah, I mean, not as much, but you still like it, right? I do, yes. Uh, and the rationale is Tampa Bay took the—they uh, won the toss in Week 16 and 17, and they didn't defer, which almost every team always does. They took the ball. They didn't win the toss in the three playoff games. They lost, they lost, they lost. Which means we, they've literally, the last two times they won the toss, they took the ball, which is rare in the NFL. Also, yesterday, Sammy Watkins over 37 receiving yards was my best bet. The rationale being, hey, the cheetah, Hill, killed him last time. They're not going to let Hill kill him this time, which weakens the other pass coverage. Current number on that, Fest? 37 still. So you move the number and I don't? Not yet. I think it's gonna Not move yet. before Sunday, baby. Whatever it takes. All right. Do you have a best bet? Tonight? I do. We're gonna go Tampa Bay
1: sacks over one and a half minus one sixty. I love this bet. All right, so
0: sacks over so Tampa Bay sacks, is that them sacking? The defense, yes. The defense okay. defense is gonna
1: get over one and a half sacks.
0: So Mahomes is going down and down hard. It's going
1: down hard. Tampa Bay has averaged 2.8 sacks per game. If you just bet this every one of their games, they'd be 14-5 and year-to-date. But here's why I love this one, RJ. Kansas City's not given up many sacks over the course of a year. They've only given up around one and a half. But the O-line just got completely shuffled. Fisher went down. Three guys are going to play new positions for Kansas City with no practice, no game situation with that starting lineup that favors that Tampa Bay D-line. We're going Tampa Bay's defense over one-and-a-half sacks.
0: And what's the VIG? Minus 160. You just left that out. I heard at the very beginning, (laughs) but you might want to mention at the end, one-and-a-half over. So that's Kansas City getting sacked, Tampa Bay sacking. Mahomes' foot. Was a question, his toe uh, in the championship round. Two weeks are going to pass. Do you think that there's any, he might just go down instead of scrambling different spots? Is that an edge you think?
1: I think it's possible. Can't be sure, but yeah. certainly only helps us, right?
0: Okay. I got a very important point to make about prop betting Kansas City, which applies to their O line. Their O line is really battered. And Fez makes a good point. If they just had to swap out one guy, I think it'd be better than the reshuffling. Because they have to reshuffle, they don't have any games to get ready. If they had just one game with the new lineup, it would be very meaningful. I think that that's a big disadvantage for Kansas City. But you know what? Andy Reid knows it. And you know what? He's going to keep passing because he can't run. We know they don't run well. We talked about it earlier. So what kind of passes are they going to have? Short passes. Quick passes. Because if you pass 40-plus times and you make them long, Mahomes is going to get hurt. So to me, if you like unders in yardage, receptions, whatever, look at yards. I think the yards are still going to be under even though they pass a lot. If you like overs, go over receptions because I think you're going to see a lot of shorter passes. I'm not telling you go over or under, though generally I like unders. If you're betting an under on Kansas City's yardage, let's say the tight end, Kelsey, whatever, go under on his yardage. But if you like the over, go over on the receptions. I think this is the best advice you can get because people are going to overreact and say, oh, they're not going to run the ball or they're not going to pass the ball much. I think they will pass a good bit. I just think they're going to be shorter passes for Kansas City.
2: If you missed any of today's show, including the real reason why a big bet was placed on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, check out the podcast at foxsportsradio.com. We are back tomorrow, 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 o'clock Pacific, right here on Fox Sports Radio for the final look ahead to Super Bowl 55.